Causing the Effect, a podcast focused on the exploration of your mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode, Causing the Effect, uh, my community, how we doing. Thank you guys so much for your support over the last couple months. I know it's been a minute since uh, I just spoke to you guys. It's going to be nice. I'm going to be doing a lot more of this. Um, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys so much for all the support. We are just exploding now, 10,000, 15,000 views um, a day. It's it's incredible. This is a milestone I was trying to get to five years from now. Um, for all the support, just thank you. If you can just keep doing that for me, leave a like, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, you know, I'm going to be changing up a little bit more going forward. We got some very interesting guests coming on, but I'm going to be doing these try once every week, maybe once every two weeks. Um, let me know if you like it. Um, say it in the reviews or email me, whatever. Um, you should know the deal by now. Um, I'm going to be talking more about things that are really really just um, what I'm reading about and what I've been kind of digging. And, um, you know, lately it's been uh, consciousness, honestly. It's been a lot about consciousness, um, doing a lot of Alan Watts reading, a lot of psychology reading, some some neuroscientific reading. We're going to hit it from each different uh, standpoint today. Um, start off with, which way we want to do it? Science? Psychology? We're going to start with the scientific aspect of what consciousness is, then we'll go into a little psychology, and then the stuff that's really been getting me is just the the kind of essence of the consciousness from more of a spiritual standpoint. So where do we begin? Like, what what is consciousness, right? Um, from the scientific standpoint, consciousness is a, a physical pro- process, right? Where you really have to um, acknowledge the role of energy in your brain. Right, so scientists will tell you the energetic activity is fundamental to all uh, physical processes and really drives that biological behavior. Um, some uh, recent neuroscientific evidence, uh, you know, has interpreted it in a way that suggests consciousness is a product of the organization of that energetic activity in the brain. The nature of energy though itself. That really remains uh, very mysterious. We don't know what it is. I'm going to try to get into that a little deeper to, to end this off. But the truth is we do not fully understand how it contributes to the brain or to consciousness. Um, now energy along with the forces and work can be described as actualized differences of motion and tension. By observing physical systems we can infer there is something under, underlining this, right, from from an intrinsic perspective of the system, right? Consciousness occurs because there is something intrinsically underneath uh, an organization of this energetic energy that's actualizing the differences um, in your brain. So, you know, I'm going to quote uh, the philosopher Thomas Nagel here. Uh, if mental processes are indeed physical processes then there is something it is like intrinsically to undergo certain physical processes. What it is for such a thing to be the case remains a mystery. So Thomas Nagel summarized one of these greatest intellectual challenges, and I've been like prepping for this for weeks. I was like, I just got to jump into this. So I apologize. You know, you know me. I'm not really an expert in this stuff, but I've been digging. Um, the aim of 
of what energy is is fundamentally going to be important in all physical processes, right? Light, chemical reactions, electricity, mechanical work, all these things can be described in terms of energetic and uh, of energetic activity. Uh, now, leading scientific theories of consciousness really don't reference this too much, um, but it has been kind of discussed. This has been kind of popping up more um, in the pioneers of neurobiology, psychology, and uh, physiology. You can talk about Freud, you can talk about Gustav Fechner, um, William James, Carl Jung, um, you know, all those different pieces. But the, the truth is... Um, the biological function of energy in the brain, how it relates to the presence of that consciousness in the person is not fully understood. And even just accepting that, I think, is something even hard for, for some people. Like, like, this big piece of us isn't quite, um, we don't understand it. Like, what is that about? And it's actually, um, given that the human brain accounts for about 2% of the body's mass, demands a large portion of that body's total energy, somewhere between 20 and 30%. And that comes from uh, Laughlin and Magistrate, 2001-2013. Now, most of this energy is derived from the oxidation of glucose uh, supplied to the cerebral tissue through the blood. Now, um, Royan and Sherrington, two of the leading scientists in 1890, were the first to propose a direct correspondence between changes in cerebral blood flow and functional activity. So many features of human brain anatomy, such as the number of blood vessels, the length of neural connections, the width of the axons, um, are all determined by the high metabolic demands associated with this kind of complex cognitive processing, right? So the main function of energy in the brain is to fuel that neural signaling um, and that information processing. So it's a lot of um, energetic movement that's going on here. And the truth is, you know, we don't know. Um, now, even if you go back to Descartes, who was one of the first people to really, um, you know, sort of discuss the, this process, he said that the pineal gland was actually um, the originator of um, the center of human consciousness, right? It, it, it's, it was still possible to imagine uh, that the brain was some sort of like hydraulic actuating system and sent cerebral uh, spinal fluid through tubes and forcing parts of the body in motion. Now we know um, that the pineal gland functions in the endocrine system. So, you know, not quite close there, um, Descartes, but, you know, all good. Now, consciousness from a uh, psychological standpoint refers to your individual awareness, right? Your thoughts, your memories, your feelings, sensations, your environment. So essentially, your consciousness is your awareness of yourself and uh, the world around you. So this awareness is subjective and unique to you. So if you can describe something that you are experiencing in words, then it is part of your consciousness. Um, Consciousness is always shifting and changing. And we're going to get into this a little bit more about how there's that subjective awareness, kind of focused awareness, and then there is that fog light total awareness that some people do when they're meditating. So how does this all play into like the physical universe and material world, all that kind of good stuff? So the physical universe is a system of intermeshing spectra dependent on each different thing, right? So um, like we said that the subjectiveness of of your mind and of your consciousness does have a a huge play. Now, to get a little bit more spiritual with you, it is impossible to describe consciousness because we don't know what consciousness is in a way. We know that we are conscious, but 
in the same way a fish doesn't know what water is, right? We are just kind of, we, we all know what this, that we are conscious, but we don't really know what it is. We just kind of broke it down scientifically that we just know we're conscious. So we mentioned normal consciousness is a highly subjective way of looking at the world, but it really depends on your orientation to the world, um, to the physical world. And the way I always like to break it down is there's two types of people in this world, and um, I'm sure all of you know both, right? There's those that kind of go with the flow, um, take, you know, uh, play play like, you know, the world like it's dance almost. And there's those who are always, eh, I don't want to do that. And looking at two different, those are two different ways to look at it, that pessimistic view and the optimistic view. We also notice according to hundreds of other factors, um, the social settings, the cultural conditioning, what needs, what needs do you have? What needs do you have that you weren't met as a child? What needs did your parents have? Um, but it comes back to that conscious attention, right? We could focus and we could be aware, um, at, of one thing at a time. And I would say that is that, that direct attentional awareness. There's also that broad awareness, which, um, you know, you could say we do that in, um, in Zen meditation, we do that in, in, um, in, in, in some Tao work, trying to open your awareness and have like a total world awareness. Um, in truth, the world is formless. The actual world that you are seeing, what you're hearing now is all formless. But we use our intelligence, our rationalization, our perceptions um, to form what we think is happening, right? One of my favorite people, I think uh, maybe I'll leaning towards Hinduism nowadays, but they viewed your consciousness as there's four different states. There's your waking state. Then there is, uh, that's number one. Number two, your dreaming state. Number three, the dreamless state. And then number four, they called it Tarya, um, which actually is no translation. Um, in English, it just means the fourth cannot be described. So what they believe is when you go to bed at night, um, you go into this dreaming state, right? Then, uh, you know, after that first 30, 40 minutes, that dreamless state hits. Um, no, first you go into, I apologize, there's the dreaming state, then the dreamless state, then you hit that fourth, that Tori. And what they believed is when you hit that state, or, you know, we, we would call it REM, right? You are withdrawn into, uh, what was the word they used? The Atman, or the, the Brahman for that. You're grounded of being. And what they felt is that this is where you know who you truly are, right? The Hindus believed, um, this is why I always like the the Eastern uh, mythologies compared to the West, is that, you know, for example, uh, in Christianity, we, we teach that Jesus was the Son of God, and, you know, we are all, let's just say, born with this immortal sin, and we're broken, and, you know, all that stuff. The Hindus believe that you are a, um, I mean, technically it would say we are all it, right? We are all uh, a form of God. And I think that's a much more beautiful way of looking at it, right? Looking at it that, um, like even in some of the um, the original texts of the St. Saint, Saint James uh, Bible, you could, you could, there, there's references to the word the, and the word A being mixed up a little bit. So when Jesus is saying, I am the Son of God, he could potentially be saying, I am a Son of God, which changes, you know, the entirety of how we kind of look at that, right? Um, 
so just kind of understanding these different things has given me some comfortability and it's just like 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 you know then there's the the methods of consciousness right you could um do meditation some people have, have vipassana meditation you could do yoga um you could use that kind of synthetic way the artificial way a lot of people look at that like it's bad but the word drug right just scares people right um we say drugstore that's okay right um the the way i try to explain using let's say psychedelics marijuana any of that stuff is that they're not i mean listen technically alcohol is a drug all this stuff but if you look at them a little differently right if you look at them like uh instruments of investigation right so I'm using psychedelics, whatever your choice is, obviously no crazy stuff, um, to explore, right? Even when you explore, there are said dangers that you could run into, right? So always, if you're playing around with this stuff, this isn't the, the game to play where it's like uh, when you were in college and you were, you know, taking down uh, who could drink the, uh, the bottle of Jack quicker. I played that game. I lost that game. That's not what these are used for. Look at them like tool, like investi- investigation tools, right? Exploratory tools, instruments of investigation. Um, when we were exploring the other side of the world, right? There was always dangers involved. And these are things that you have to kind of take into consideration um, when you're doing that. And I think how there's depths of knowledge when it comes to people learning an instrument, when it comes to being a scientist, there's equal amounts of depth in your consciousness and equal amounts of depth in your, in that cosmic energy that you have. And there is ways to tap into this and there is ways to get down to that more so you can see who you really are. You could see the Brahmin, so to say, as the Hindus would say, or the Tao would say, um, you know, the, the Wu, um, these are all different, different things. So, um, yeah, we'll leave it here. Um, any questions you have about consciousness, definitely just, um, hit me up. Uh, let me know if you want more of these. Uh, I think I'm thinking just taking a topic that I'm kind of reading about and just kind of digging a little deeper into it. Um, I like this one. This one got, got my feet wet a little bit. Um, thank you guys so much for your help. Please leave a like review, subscribe, all that good stuff. More importantly, just tell one of your friends for me, please. A lot of you young guys reaching out to me. I do think we are at, a, at an interesting point here where we could raise the awareness, um, raise your perception, be able to really make you become the truest version of yourself, which is really all I ever wanted from this podcast. And um, I've been getting that question, like, what is the point of doing a lot of these interviews? It's like, what, what is the purpose? And the purpose is, yeah, it's the logos, and it's to be the truest version of yourself and rational and stuff. But it really... I would say it's um, to end suffering, right? To end your suffering, to end my suffering, to end um, this world's suffering in a way where we could each make each other a little better, be a little more flexible in our mind, really understand. Um, I think if you understand your consciousness more, even becomes more self-aware through this, um, understanding this, um, I think go a long way. So um, thank you guys so much. Please uh, leave that like, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, as always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.